taking Charlie, do not bark. I am talking about something very important. People need to know about the sale, Char. Come on. I'm an expert. I'm a freaking expert after one sale, okay? <laughs> this is like classic our podcast. We do something one time and we're like, like, I had one sale. We better record an episode about it. Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. Today we will be talking about how to successfully run a sale. We have been dabbling in this over the last couple of weeks and are really excited to share our tips as we start running sales more. Yeah, I feel like we recently received a listener question during our Q&A segment about tips for running a sale and kind of made us both realize we hadn't run one in a while and yeah. wanted to give it another try. I think we both had done a little bit of testing it out like last summer, but really hadn't run one since then. So yeah, we have some updates with that and we're excited to share. Yes. So before we get into all of that, what's new with you this week? Oh my gosh. There is so much new this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a roller coaster with reselling. Um <laughs> I know we usually try to like keep these pretty short and sweet, but I'm just going to let you know now, I just have a lot to update on. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. Starting off with, okay, so I'll start off with one of the lows. Okay, so last week I talked about how one of my big focuses for June was cross-listing my items onto multiple platforms. Yeah. And I've been really working on that still all month. But I ran into a little bit of a snag because, as I said, I, I've been relisting onto Depop, Mercari, and eBay. And I think even last week in the episode, I was like, I'm a little scared of eBay. There's like a lot of scams going on. Like, you got to be careful. Yeah. I've been watching YouTube videos. It's going well. I'm starting to make a few more sales on Mercari. The likes on Depop are rolling in. And I go to check my eBay. I haven't made one single sale on there yet. And I open it, I try to log in and it's like, oh, sorry, your account's been deactivated. <laughs> and I was like, oh what? my God. Well, wait, what? <laughs> and so I like go to my email and my messages on eBay. And yeah, it's that I got somehow restricted because they, they thought I was, I, I forget the exact words they used, but it was like, bit your suspicious behavior. Like, <laughs> and You're I'm not like, so the rules. I don't know, but it didn't, it, they have a section on eBay where if you violate their policies, they are supposed to like itemize it and you're supposed to get like a message about like which policies you broke. And as far as I can tell, I didn't break any policies. Like all my items that I listed are items I own. They're on all the other platforms. Yeah. They're things that have been on your Poshmark this whole time. Yeah. So I was just like very confused. Like what's going on? The customer service on eBay seems like kind of confusing and we'll get into more of this later, but I was in the middle of running my big weekend sale. So I'm like, 
I don't have time to think about this right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I haven't fully gotten to the bottom of exactly why or what I did. I'll obviously keep you guys updated in case I did make some type of mistake. But yeah, it's kind of a scary message and all the listings are gone. I had 150 listings, I think, that I had cross-listed onto eBay, which oh. all that worked down the drain. But like I said, I hadn't been making sales on there anyway. So yeah no harm done yet. I didn't have like any pending balance or anything like that in transit. So I'm hoping I can get it resolved and get up and running on there shortly. But yeah, I was like not expecting to see that message. I told Maddie, I was like feeling a little bit like girl boss, spoiler alert, but (laughs) she gets kicked off eBay. And I'm like, I didn't think it would happen so soon, but (laughs) I know. (laughs) <laughs> that was like yeah it's so funny yeah so reach out to me on instagram at shop taylor j or at sisters who posh and let me know if you've ever had this happen on your ebay like what you did to resolve it if you have any theories about what i might have done i'm just at a loss here i don't really know yeah that's so crazy keep us posted yeah so that was the first big update second update is i've been dabbling in in a different online marketplace called Facebook Marketplace, which everyone might know is on Facebook. There's like a buying and selling section, kind of like a yard sale website, kind of like a Craigslist, if yeah. you will. I've been kind of wanting to test it out because I do see on, on actually I see on TikTok and like on just the reels on Instagram a lot of people that like buy furniture thrifting and eat, like I've seen a lot where they like actually kind of DIY it and kind of redo it or like reupholster yeah. the chair. I haven't really gotten into all of that, but I've been kind of on the lookout when I'm at the at the thrift store anyway, just checking out the home section, seeing what like furniture, what decorations they have, partially just for my own house. But when I was at Goodwill the other day, I saw they had this like full length mirror that the top was kind of like arched. I know that's like a trendy item right now. Like anything that's kind of looks like you could have bought it at like West Elm or anthropology, <laughs> like that exactly. kind of style. It kind of looked very in that kind of trend. So it was only $5 with my coupon to buy this mirror. And I'm like, I'm just going to try it. Like, I think I can definitely sell it for more than $5 on Facebook marketplace. It looks like an item I would want in my house. And if it doesn't sell, I'll just keep it in my house. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up bringing up the mirror home and I listed it on Facebook marketplace and I started getting like tons of messages on it, like instantly. So I was like, yes, it's a winner. But on Facebook marketplace too, a lot of people do like reach out to see if things are available and then like ghost. Yeah. So I wasn't sure exactly like how fast it would sell, but I was feeling pretty good about the prospects of it selling in general. And by the next day, someone made an arrangement to come pick up the mirror for $85. So I was super oh excited gosh. about that. It was like same day. Like there's no fees on Facebook marketplace. They, she just like Venmoed me. Yeah. Um, you didn't even have to go drop it off anywhere. No, like... she came to me. Like I just brought it home. I like took a picture of it, like wrote a really minimal like listing for it. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, it worked really well. So I'm like, okay, I want to try it out. I saw when I was at the Goodwill buying the mirror, there was like this chair that was also kind of like mid-century modern kind of like recliner chair with a footstool that also looked like it could have been from like West Elm, (laughs) kind of like that kind of style. Yeah. So I brought it home. I I did do a little bit of, I wouldn't say DIY, but I, I like cleaned up the 
suede a little bit, like vacuumed it and like used a little bit of a cleaner to like wipe it down. So it'd be fresh and looking clean. And then I listed that on Facebook marketplace and that one sold within two days. So I feel like this is like a whole oh new gosh. market that I've entered into as yeah. far as reselling. I'm like <laughs> a little nervous to get too into it because obviously it's a lot. It takes the a inventory more... of it yeah. all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the, like the, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm not trying to have my house turn, I don't know, like storing it all. Yeah, it could get a little interesting. But I'm kind of like, if I like pick up like one thing at a time and kind of flip it and only pick up things that I'm like really, really feeling confident, confident in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want it to get carried away. And I also don't, I, I could, I also see a world where like, I could see how it's really addicting because like, those as are really far as profits. <laughs> yeah, it's really good profits. And it's like, as far as like the flip time goes, it was like super fast mm-hmm. turnaround. But I could also see you going down a road on Facebook Marketplace and picking up a bunch of stuff that you had the intentions of like doing DIYs with or like all these projects. Then yeah. suddenly you're biting off way more than you can chew as far as projects. But if things are already in pretty good condition, maybe think about it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> a couple things. Okay. So the mirror <laughs> picture of it all is just making me think of other listings I've seen on Facebook Marketplace of like people selling a mirror and it's like, them in the mirror yeah it's just kind of funny of them trying to like show the mirror without like without them being in it being in the picture yes take it from like a 45 degree angle away so that way like you're not in it (laughs) yeah and the reflection isn't showing anything weird I feel like in general like Facebook marketplace the pictures people just don't like they're I don't know if it's just like these are not full-time resellers where they're like thinking about the pictures as much I feel like the quality of pictures is usually a little lower so if you can come in and like take a like wipe you can really you're willing to like think about what's going to be in the background of the picture like style it in a corner of your house where like the chair could fit you know what I mean kind of think about that so if you're like scrolling through these pictures of mirrors and they're all kind of funny and then like yours comes up and it's like oh you like brighten the picture a little bit you know what I mean yeah (laughs) It probably just stands out so much. So True. I'm not surprised that you're having such good luck. Yeah, keep us posted if you keep picking up items or what you're picking up, kind of what you're seeing with that. My only experience really with selling on Facebook Marketplace was like selling wedding decorations. And yeah. I totally get what you mean where a lot of people seem interested and then the like pickups and drop offs of it all sometimes get complicated where if you had a lot of items you were trying to sell all at once it could get kind of messy I like your method of just doing one at a time because if you had to go drop off one thing it's not that big of a deal but if you kind of like arranging all these pickups yeah that could get that could get complicated (laughs) to keep track of definitely (laughs) I'm very excited about it. I, I went to a few Goodwills since the chair has sold and I was keeping an eye out in the home section, but I, I didn't find anything that I was like super excited yeah. about. So I just didn't get anything. There was like one like outdoor, it was like a little outdoor couch and chair that were like made of bamboo, but then Goodwill had a price for $95. So I was like, no. <laughs> That's crazy. What's new with you this week? So I, this could be a low point, but I'm kind of spinning it as a positive. I had my first case opened against me on Mercari. 
which was just kind of bound to happen eventually. Like we talked about in the husband cast, it kind of just comes with the territory of you're going to miss little things here and there and you can't please everyone perfectly. So these pants had a little bit of a stain and the buyer just wanted to return them. But I was kind of interested because I had never had a case on Mercari. So I wasn't sure how the process was going to work, if it was going to be like the same as Poshmark. I know we talked about the case process in a different episode. But one thing that was different for the Mercari case, which I kind of liked, was so the, the buyer opens the case and kind of explains why they're not happy, I guess, mm-hmm. or what's wrong with the item and has the pictures and the message and everything. And then Mercari is like, okay, the next step is you have to respond and explain your side of it. But that message only goes to the Mercari representative. It doesn't go back to the buyer. So I think we talked about before how like... (laughs) Yeah, Poshmark is like open forum. Yeah, when you have your first case and you kind of like... You could kind of get snippy in the comments and get defensive because it could go back and forth like he said she said kind of thing Mm -hmm. um so I really liked that where it was just like okay you got one chance to like say whatever you want to say to the (laughs) Mercari person and then they'll they'll decide still Um, yeah but yeah I got the pants back today it took me honestly a while to find the stain she was talking about so (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll just throw them in the wash once and try again but yeah that's a good thing too you can always resell it once you get it back as long as you yeah Either disclose it, the stain in the new listing or get, get the stain treated and get it removed. Exactly. But yeah, now I have had a case on Mercari, so I know what to expect for the future too. Nice. Yeah. And even better now, I know what to expect for the future. Exactly. <laughs> and now everyone knows to, to and expect. And now you guys know too, yes. <laughs> Biting the bullet for all of us. Thank you, Maddie. <laughs> You're welcome. So that brings us to our next segment, one of our new segments, which is our Posh News Update. Each week, we will give you guys an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, anything like that, or in the reseller community. Okay, so there is big, big news in the Poshmark reselling world this week. If you've been on Instagram at all, In the reselling community, you've probably seen people talking about this, but Poshmark ambassadors found out this week on Poshmark that there is some new updates coming that seem pretty major to the app. But what is going to be new on Poshmark is that there is now going to be a tool that sellers can use to bulk share their entire closet, bulk send offers to likers on your closet, and in bulk edit prices on your listings. So that is huge news on Poshmark this week. And people have a lot of feelings about it. I think we'll just start from the beginning when we first heard the news. Like, I think like everyone, we had a lot of questions of like, wait, like sharing your whole closet in bulk. Like, Like, that sounds amazing. What's going on? But also, will that make it so like sharing is not as important? So like, I don't, you know what I mean? There's so many factors to it. Yeah, I think for us, like sharing your closet every day multiple times a day is like the like the thing that we talk about the most and it's our most the best way to make sales in our opinion so taking that away like on one hand it sounds like a good thing because you could it like you can share your whole closet obviously a lot faster but also 
it kind of worried me where it's like, I feel like that's our edge where there's probably a lot of people on Poshmark kind of more passively that aren't active every day and sharing their closet every day that would we be on the same like playing field as them now? You know what I mean? True. I think it's interesting learning a little more about it. So through the resellers that have had a little bit of experience with it this week, it's still a little bit manual. You have to select all of the items you want to share. So there's still that manual aspect of like selecting all of the items, you know? So to me, it's like, are people going to be sharing their whole closet a lot more times a day? Or are people just going to be sharing it, you know, maybe at the beginning a lot more times a day, and then it's kind of going to go back to how many times you shared it anyway, but you're just spending less time doing it. You know what I mean? So I think initially it might kind of shake things up, but then I'm curious in the long run if it'll just kind of become... I don't even want to say this guy's the new normal, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I think when they pop the headline up at the top of like your Poshmark notifications, it was like bulk sharing is coming out soon. To me, that sounds like that you'd be able to like hit there'd be a button. Yeah. Like select your whole closet at once and share it all at once. What's been shared as far as how it works. It sounds like, you know, you are selecting every single item still, which is basically the same as what you do when you share your whole closet manually already. I don't even see it as saving that much time besides the fact that instead of clicking one extra button after every listing, you would just True. go down the line and click them all and then hit share. So I guess it, it's a tiny bit faster, but like the slowest part is clicking all the listings. <laughs> like, you know what I yeah. mean? That part, that part is still there. What actually kind of came out of the woodwork that I like wasn't as excited about sending bulk offers out and like editing the listing prices. I feel like those two features that actually will be really helpful to be able to do some of that in bulk, especially if there's a way to like send out like a percentage off offer on a portion of your closet or whatever you wanted to do there. You know what I mean? So do you think you have to give a shipping discount with that? Have you heard anything? I I actually don't know about that, but even if you did, I'm thinking of on Fridays now, we've both been doing recloth collections method of like sending out offers yeah. on basically like your whole closet. And on those, I do do a shipping discount. That'd be so much faster if I could just like be like, okay, 40% off offers. But- I don't know. I don't know how much I would honestly use that just because like I keep the price of what I paid for the item in the notes of the listing. So like I'm referencing, you know what I mean? I, I'm not doing like a straight, percentage off you know what I mean I'm not really doing a straight percentage off right now the way I'm doing it either but I could see myself using that because I think in general in my closet like I have so many listings now and there's so many listings coming and going that I I still do reference like how much I paid per item but in general I feel like I kind of have a good feel for about how much I pay for certain kinds of items if there's an item that I really paid up for like I definitely remember what that item is and what it like I feel like I, I could come up with a pretty good blanket percentage and it would yeah. be basically the I same. Like you're sourcing a lot more. Like, I mean, we've talked about this when you went full time, kind of the closet size difference where like my closet is. Yeah. And like lately I've been really trying to think about like, okay, I want to like generate this much like cash flow a month and I don't want to lose money on any items by any means, but like I am kind of thinking about in general, like the average cost of good of an item in my closet like on average, more so than like $4 on this item, $3 on this item, 
$6 on this item. I'm, I'm trying to think of it a little more averaged out at this point just because I have so many items. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm like excited for it to roll out and maybe this will be like totally a feature that no one even really uses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. But when it broke, I feel like I saw everyone posting about it on Instagram first being like, you know, what will this mean? All the questions. And then when they saw that you're still going to have to select every item to use these features <laughs> anyway, everyone was like, wow, they got our hopes up again, basically. <laughs> was yeah. Kind of the consensus. Definitely. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. More info to come. Like they said, it should be rolling out to everyone. I think they said in, it's going to be coming out in phases. So just keep an eye out for on your email and on your closet. If you see a new, it looks like there's a, there'll be like, when you're looking at your own closet, a little button in the top right corner that looks like a little toolbox. And that will be where the tools are located to use this. So awesome. crazy. Okay. So our next segment is our Q and A. So this week, we wanted to answer a question we received from a listener. The question is, do you ever disagree on what will sell and what may not? Hmm. Generally, not really. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're on the same wavelength for the most part with that. Yeah. But also, we don't have the opportunity to source together a lot. I mean, I think like at the end of the day we both more than anything just kind of like learn from each other. If we both, like if one of us finds out about a new brand, we're just like excited to tell the other one, like, Hey, keep an eye out for this brand because I've had luck selling it. Like I know Maddie, I never knew about the brand Wilfred. And then Maddie has sold a couple pairs of pants now. Um, so now I'm definitely yeah. on the lookout for that brand and like vice versa. Um, but at the end of the day, like we each, we don't have a shared closet. I could see us bumping heads more if like we were sharing, if we had like a sister Supash like true closet, having to decide together like that. But even then, I don't think it would be like a big thing. We're both just trying things out. I feel like we both have things that work out sometimes and things where we're like, mm. yeah. And it's kind of evolving too, where like it kind of just depends. So true. Because it's like even stuff that was selling last year, it's like, mm, you know what I mean? You have to be keeping up with it too. So it's always changing. Yeah, definitely. I think the closest we get to like disagreeing on what may, what will sell and what may not is kind of like, I don't know. I feel like we're both, we're always kind of checking in on each other's closets on Poshmark. We're like, I'll search your name and then find people and kind of see like what's sold recently for you. And like, yeah, if you told me you went sourcing and then I like go check on your closet and be like, oh, she put these new listings up. Like, cool. But then sometimes we're both, we both have done this in the past and we're sisters <laughs> like this. We're not like, it doesn't mean anything, yeah. but it's just something funny. We need to kind of roast each other, but we'll scroll way back to like the beginning of our closets when we first started sourcing. Cause I feel like that's where we really made a lot of our mistakes as far as like things we probably wouldn't pick up now. If there's like a funny item where we've <laughs> talked about it before and like, maybe that person even regrets buying it. We'll go to their, their closet and like find the listing and like it. Yeah, yeah. So then they'll get a notification and it'll be like from you, like, Oh, shop with Maddie or even worse. I've seen, like, you've definitely gone to my closet to the very bottom and like added things to your bundle. And it's so like heartbreaking. Cause you'll like log in. I'll like log into a, my Poshmark. I'll be like, oh, someone finally, like added this item that I've had forever to their bundle and then I see it's you and I'm like oh come on <laughs> so funny but we'll talk about this more when we get into the sale period but we were both 
One of the things we did when we were promoting our sale, what we'll get into more was like sending messages to people that had like previously (laughs) had a bundle with us. And we're going down the list, sending these messages out to these people, letting them know about the sale pretty fast. And because we've both like added items to each other's bundles before as like a joke, then like, like I sent Maddie, like the message being like, Hey, my sale's going on this weekend. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was you. And we were like laughing about it. And then Maddie's like, hey, all the items I liked, a lot of them have actually sold. <laughs> yeah, I need to go back and find other funny ones now. It's like, joke. Well, over. maybe you won't be able to find any now. Oh, Just too good. <laughs> well, all mine are still there. So have fun. <laughs> no, that's not true. I looked at ours too. And I think it's the same story. Yeah. Everything sells in due time. You always get your money back. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. <laughs> Well, that kind of brings us into our main event of today's episode, running a sale. Like I said, we talked about this in the past, about how we don't really consider ourselves like the experts on running sales. But now we're drinking the Kool-Aid, like. Oh, yeah, big time. (laughs) Like, I know when it was like Memorial Day weekend, on one of the episodes, I was like, I might be having a sale Memorial Day, like not sure yet. And then I ended up not having one. Yeah. And then I decided to run a sale in my closet here. And then now Maddie's running one on her sale actually right now as we're recording. <laughs> so we feel like we have a lot more to say about running a sale now than we did a few weeks ago. Yeah. So we wanted to make a whole episode about it. I guess like starting out, like when we recorded our last episode, we, when we did our goals update, we were recording on June 7th. So already like a week into the month. And I was only at like 200 something dollars for the month. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is like (laughs) really not on track to hit 3000. My goal. It's really far away. I need to like try to make, I need to, I I honestly, to be honest, was getting like kind of down on myself about like being full-time on Poshmark and being like, oh my gosh, that not where I want to be. And like, it's tough because especially now that I'm full-time, it's like, my like emotions are really tied to like how my sales are doing, which is definitely not a good thing. Cause there's always going to be highs and lows True. with the selling. But when I was in the low, I was like, I need to get an, I might need to get a part-time job. Kind of got kind of going there in my mind. And I'm like, no, yeah. I need to try everything and give this a full shot before, you know, maybe yeah. in six months, if I decide I'm not happy being full-time and I need to figure something else out, then I'll cross that bridge then. But I'm like, I told myself I'm going full-time I need to do everything I can to try to make it work. And I haven't tried having a sale in a while. So I'm going to try it out. Yeah. So last weekend, I ran my first sale since last summer. And that's what kind of what we want to talk about today is what I did to run my sale last weekend, what Maddie's doing this weekend, go through the step-by-step process of how we're going about promoting that. And then also debunking some of the myths or like some of the reasons why we were telling ourselves why we shouldn't have a sale, I guess. Why it wasn't worth it, yeah. And now why, like Maddie said, why we drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, and I think in the past when we've ran a sale, we've like, I mean, at least I've sold maybe like a couple extra things. And I think <laughs> one of the sales I ran, I didn't sell anything. <laughs> oh, same, for sure. And then I just took it down because I'm like, well, that was awkward. Like, <laughs> But it is worth, before we get into all of our like tips and stuff like that, your sale was really successful last weekend. Head over to Shop Taylor J on Instagram and check out her package picks. It's insane. She sold so many items. So it's kind of been like a night and day difference for us with the sales. Um, yeah. And that just a like lot. a few little tricks yeah. that it, you can really turn turn it around and you have a lot more control than 
I think we initially thought with running yeah. the sale. So yeah, I think I even put that like I I posted um, my package pick of all my sales from the weekend shipping out on Monday and in the caption I even wrote like I think in the past I would literally just like make a slide saying like hey I'm having a sale yeah. and like hope cross my fingers and hope <laughs> for the best that people would see it and come and shop the sale and that was kind of like as much as I did to try to run a sale yeah this time like we're we're both really going out of our way to like promote the sale and have a few tips that we want to share about how we do that and like yeah it works big time <laughs> i had someone shot my sale twice <laughs> that's insane <laughs> she was like i will come back <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even notice it until i like, got delivered and i'm like oh good thing i didn't mix up the labels but i guess it wouldn't have mattered <laughs> true so i guess to start let's just walk through each step of running a sale and kind of what our tips are at each step along the way so i think first deciding that you're going to have a sale you ran yours on a weekend, so I kind of just ran with that um, and had a weekend sale as well, deciding kind of how long you want to have your sale for and then what what's the sale going to be? Is it going to be a percentage off? Is it going to be kind of like a bundle deal? If you buy more things, you get a you know better deal. Figuring out the, what price is going to work for your closet, but also you can exclude certain items from your sale as well. So do you want to explain kind of the price point you did? Cause I just copied you. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think like when you're having a sale, it's your sale. So you get to decide the rules on everything. Like don't sell anything in the sale that you absolutely don't want to get rid of. But on the flip side, I think in order for it to be a successful sale, like you have to have, I think it needs to be like a really good deal. It can't just be like, Oh, I'm doing like 30% off my whole closet because at the end of the day, I pretty much sell my entire closet currently at like a 20% yeah. to 30% discount just with people sending offers and that kind of thing. So that's not really even an additional sale. And I think like that was almost like a scary part too is like deciding like what sale to run and deciding like you want it to be a really good deal for the customer. So it's something people are getting excited about. And that hopefully the goal is that they're not just going to buy one thing from the sale. And that this is actually going to drive like a lot of units of product, like out of your closet. And like with the sheer numbers, that'll be how you get enough money back yeah. out of the sale. So I decided I've seen other people do this on Instagram. Um, so I definitely didn't invent this, this um price point <laughs> but i think you know all the different resellers are pretty much kind of recycling the same few sales that are the most successful and one of them is having a sale where everything under a hundred dollars is now on sale for 25 dollars, or now on sale for 30 dollars, or you know doing a price point kind of around that ballpark um yeah so i did everything under 100 was 25 dollars, and then as a sub part of the sale, everything that was under $30 was going to be two for $25. So those items that already kind of were under the $25 price point would still be able to be a part of the sale and kind of people could bundle some of my lower price items that way, which would help me clear room in my closet too. So that's the sale I went with. Yeah. And so I did pretty much the same thing. I just did mine at the $30 mark Yeah. instead, just after looking through my closet I think I <laughs> you find better deals than I do <laughs> so I needed to just get a little bit a little bit higher of a price point just to get the return I was looking for so 
Yeah. No, I just, think that's scroll through your own closet, sort your closet by like priced high to low or low to high and kind of scroll through and kind of see where your items are kind of falling right now without making a lot of changes. And then also just looking True. at your cost of goods. I know both of us put, usually we usually put what we paid for the item in the secret hidden item description notes on Poshmark. So when you pull your inventory report, that's a column on there that shows the cost that you paid per item. Um, yeah. And you can sort it by that column within the spreadsheet. And then that will give you a really good idea about like kind of where your average cost of goods is. And then you can decide from there what price point you want to go after. Like, yeah, totally agree. Right now I have a lot of personal items. I've been listing a lot of personal items in my closet yes. lately I, that I didn't pay anything for. And then I have a ton of bins items in my closet right now that were super low cost of goods. So that's why I'm like, I really want to try to give a really good sale here and do the $25. Just give it a try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And luckily, since we've been doing that Friday method, recloth collections method of sending kind of like the, the lowest price we would go to, I feel like we both kind of have a pretty good gauge on the lowest yeah. prices our closets can handle with still getting the, the return that we want. So I feel like yeah. the more you kind of are just like in the weeds of your closet with the numbers, the better decisions you can make and more like informed yeah but also on the flip side of that so there's some I think both of us had this situation where there's some items in our closet that maybe are marked at like 75 but you don't really want to take like 25 or 35 or 30 dollars for that so Mm -hmm. so what we did was just change the price of that listing to like over 100 just for the weekend maybe once the weekend's over the sale is over you can change it back to whatever you had it before just so you can exclude certain items that way of just like kind of pricing it out of the sale yeah I I tried to like I'm like I want this to be a real sale I want there to be I think I know we've mentioned um Christina Dean her podcast Poshing Together in our one year recap but I know she made a whole episode about running a sale in the past and I think one of her tips is like you have to like include like good items too like yeah. you can't you, you it has to you got to build some excitement so you want it to be a good mix of like the items that you're trying to clear out and you want to have a few in there too that you know are still like an extra special good deal for this promotion so I I sorted my closet by like that 75 to a hundred dollar range to see like which of my items were in there you can like make a filtered range on Poshmark to check your items that way and when I looked at mine, I just had like a few items that were like, like I had just went to Goodwill and I found this like new tags, like anthropology jumpsuit that yeah. it was not going to sell for over a hundred dollars. Like the comps weren't that good, but like it was definitely selling consistently for like between like 60, 70, that kind of range. So I'm like, I just got it. It still has the tags on it. Like I don't want to sell it for $25. Cause I wanted to give it a full chance yeah. to sell. Yeah. Whereas like some of the other anthropology stuff that maybe could sell for like 60 or $70, but maybe I've had it for six months in my closet. I was like, I'm going to include that in the sale and kind of make your decisions that way too of like yeah, clearing items and kind of just in doing case by case basis. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to limit. So I'm not like raising everything over $75 up to 105 because I think people could kind of see through that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think for mine, I have uh, 200 items in my closet. I think I really only priced things out, maybe 10 items total. Yeah. So it's like, it wasn't mostly that, like newer stuff. Yeah. I have some like bridesmaid dresses and things like that where it's like I I don't think I'll get a hundred but like you were saying I think I can get like 
50 or 60 so yeah so I think cost of goods is a factor how long it's been there is a factor and like when you purchase it is a factor yeah definitely and then the other price points that I kind of adjusted was I sorted my closet by like so for my sale and I think for Maddie's sale too it's like everything under $30 is part of this lower bundle deal so I wanted to also look at my closet on the opposite end and look at some of the stuff that I've had that was kind of in that like 30 to $45 price range. And if some of it is like stuff that I've had for a few months and like, hasn't had much attention, lowering some of those prices to the $30 price point, that way they can be included in that lower bundle sale. Maybe you can kind of get some extra sales going that way. Plus in your promotion of the sale, then you're, you can say, I just lowered the price of a bunch of things to $30 to be included in the bundles. So there's new styles that, you know, so people know that they're going to get extra good deal on those too yeah I think for changing prices that was like the main main thing yeah. I was changing is moving things to be included so then like you were saying you have a few items in there that are like oh anthropology sure for a really good price for sale yeah it's like yeah, yeah. well I got it at the bins so <laughs> yeah exactly some of those lower cost of goods items are items you've had for a long time so those are perfect things to lower those prices down a little bit um, to help you want there to be enough selection so people can build bundles that they're excited about if you don't have enough stuff in there then that can be kind of challenging too so I think having extra items that you just dropped in really helps so that was kind of all we did for adjusting prices the next step of running a sale I think is like the most important step of running a sale is letting people know about it so for us that meant so we made like a, we made a text replacement in our you keyboard of our those. phones. We know we love our text replacement. So <laughs> I made one. So anytime I typed the word June sale with no space, it would autofill to say, Hey, just wanted to let you know that I'm running a huge closet sale starts now runs through Sunday. Everything a hundred dollars and under is going to be $25. Everything $25 and under or everything $30 and under is going to be two for $25. Kind of just outline the rules of your sale. You want to go to town sending that to like everyone you've ever interacted with on Poshmark ever. So to start in your bundles and I would just start going down um, anyone. So I'm I just down. went down the likes. So I just went to like people that have liked my items and just kind of went down that way. Is that what oh. you did? Uh, I did mine. I did that on some of the items. I, I basically did like three different ways of sending it out. So the first way was looking at the likes of the items. So I sorted my closet by the most liked items and started just like sending those all out. I also went, if you go to your own closet and then click the about button at the top, and then you can see people that have left you five-star reviews. I sent mine out to everyone who's ever left me a five-star review. And I think I even added like a little extra message to theirs being like, Hey again, like, I know you shopped with me before, but <laughs> I'm having a sale. I want to let you know. But kind of, I think that was that's a good way to go about. These are people that have already shopped with you and had a good experience shopping with you. True. So reach out to them. And then the main thing I did was I went to my own closet. If you hit your little bundle icon, which is in the top right corner, you can see all of your current bundles. And since both of us usually anytime anyone likes an item ever we usually add it to their bundle and send them a little message all those already were pre-existing in my bundle so I would just go down the line in there and send the message out to everyone Mm, gotcha so kind of the same as the end result is the same for that one as me of just doing going down the likes yeah it's just a little less clicking to go through the bundles because you don't have to click on each person every time you just like literally 
go down, click on one thing, and it opens up the message. Gotcha. I should try that out. <laughs> yeah. It's only Thursday of your sale, yeah. so plenty of time. <laughs> but yeah, so like I was sending out about 100 of those every morning and about 100 in the afternoon and probably like at least a few more before I went to bed, just kind of going back in time to let everyone know. And even with sending like a few every day, I think I only got back through like April <laughs> of people who had liked items. So there's tons of people to reach out to. And I would say these are the people that shop my sale the most. Yeah. Or the that I actually reached out to would then start liking items in your closet. So I guess then the next step is once people start, you started sending messages out and then maybe some of these people do start liking some of the items in your closet or adding things to their bundle. So we'll send them another message. Just say, hi, I like saw you liked a few more items from my closet. I'm not sure if you're still shopping, but I sent you an offer for the items that you liked and then just add all the items that they liked to their bundle and send them an offer according to the sale of how much the total would be if they bought all of it. Checks in with them again. Yeah, I think it's like key to do that part because I was noticing before we started doing that part that people would start liking a bunch of things and then they would just kind of like yeah. disappear. So it gives you kind of another checkpoint in with that same person to be like, hey, I just sent you an offer for the stuff you liked. Like, let me know if you're not done shopping yet. Like that whole kind of thing. And I feel like people respond to that. Like I literally started the sale last night and someone, I sent them that and they were like, oh, I'm like I'm going to decline this one, but I'm still trying to figure out, get it all organized. And then you could see her like adding and <laughs> deleting things for a little bit. And then yeah. she sent an offer. So I think openly communicating from their end and our end was kind of helpful to keep everyone on the same page of like, oh, she does want to buy something. She's just like getting organized. So totally agree. That happened to me so many times where I feel like that after that message is when people started buying stuff. Yeah. And then the only other promotions that we did, I guess, for the sale is we both did do where we created a little graphic with just some text explaining the sale and then creating that as a listing in our closet. That way, when people visit our closet, that's also at the top of our closet, just saying like, hey, I'm having a sale right now and explaining all the rules of the sale. I see those all the time on Poshmark too. So I feel like that's a common um, way to promote your sale within Poshmark. I posted mine too on my Instagram, just letting people know on Instagram that follow me that I was having a sale. Although don't feel like you have to have an Instagram to like promote your sale on too. Cause it, I didn't make any sales from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think communicating with the people that have liked your stuff in the past or bought from you in the past is the key takeaway yes. that it, we've changed since the last time we've tried to run a sale. And then the last way we promoted our sale was kind of a last ditch effort. So on Sunday at the last day of my sale, I had already been sending messages to everyone all weekend by that point. So I'd already been talking to everyone basically back to like April, (laughs) that's good enough. But then I decided on Sunday to circle back from the top and start sending all the people that I hadn't messaged since like Thursday or Friday and just working my way down the list that way. Being like, hey, just want to remind you it's the last day of my sale, ends tonight. Like, let me know if you have any questions and just sending one last follow-up message, letting them know the sales ending. Because at that point too, there had been people that had received my first message on like Thursday or Friday, had started shopping the sale and then maybe hadn't actually bought anything yet. And I did have a few people be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then end up making a purchase. So it can maybe feel like you're being a little overkill with that, but I think I did get a few Sunday sales from doing that. So I would recommend. Yeah. That kind of takes us into debunking some of our 
old thoughts about sales. So we're always learning new information and it's okay to change your mind on something once you learn new information. So we used to think like, oh man, we're being so annoying when we have a sale and you're like, you would have to message people telling them about the sale and it kind of deterred us from we just didn't even do people. it. <laughs> well, I, I think what we did in the past was like if someone new liked your item, instead of sending them a message being like, hi, thanks for looking at my closet, like the normal message we always send when we send the Oh, the yeah. We would just offer. tell them like, hey, I'm having a sale right now. Yeah. So it would only be like new, brand new people that liked your, that happened to like your items, like while the sale was going on, which like. We'll still talk to those people, obviously, about the sale, but it's really in the last couple of weeks that I've liked your items or like bought from you in the last month or so or whatever. So I think it's really not like overly pushy to send. I mean, Max, we're talking about three messages to someone over the course of a long weekend. Like it, if they are interested, they will do it. Like it's not, really not being pushy or like forcing anyone to. If they aren't interested, they will just ignore it and move on. So it's not, it's not as big of a deal as maybe we thought in the past of sending the messages. Your Poshmark closet is your business, and it's your job to like promote your sale. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it's nothing to feel weird about doing. You're just letting people know about a good deal they could get. I mean, if you think about companies. If you're on the mailing list for any company, they send you an email like every single like daily. Day. Yeah, this is like, not that level, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, hey, I haven't had a sale since August 2020, so I just wanted to let you know I'm having a sale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just if only stores were really like that with the emails. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'd probably shop more. But <laughs> <laughs> another myth, I think, like the biggest fear I had even with this sale at the beginning was like, okay, I'm like. I want to have a sale, but I'm worried that if I have this sale, that all my best items are going to sell for $25. And like, then you're stuck and with then I'm all gonna, the old ones. Yeah. Still. And like, exactly. <laughs> like I'm just picturing like all my best inventories, like out the door, basically like a few dollars yeah. above cost. And I'm just left there being like, I guess I have some cash flow, but like I was expecting yeah. a better return on some of those items. And I just wanted to say, if that's how you're feeling, I would really recommend trying it out, even for like one day. Try have a sale for a day. That's like the biggest takeaway I have from last weekend is it really was such a good mix of items that ended up selling. It was not, my worst fears didn't come to reality where like yeah. all my best items left at a, such a low cost. It was like things from the bins or things that I have had for a long time, like those sold that was like the majority of what sold. And when some of my higher price items did sell, they usually went in bundles like with a good assortment of things too. So it wasn't like, if I looked at the cost of goods for the sale as a whole, it was still a really reasonable profit. Yeah. Like last weekend, I think I sold like 56 items. And I think like five of them were like higher price items that went for the $25 mark. And only one of those five items went alone, the $25 mark. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, yeah. Where like the other ones went in bundles. And then I even had, like like I said, with that anthropology jumpsuit, someone asked me about that item specifically. Is that part of the sale? And I was like, oh, no, that's not. But I could do, I think I had it listed at like 105. And I was like, I can do like half off that item, which ended up putting it like $55 or somewhere yeah. around there which was still what I was hoping to get for that piece. And it sold with two other things in my closet for $25 each. So it ended up being like a hundred over a hundred dollar sale. 
And two, you still have control over what you're accepting (laughs) and what you're declining. So say a situation did happen where say you have three items that you have in that lower tier. So like two for 25 or whatever, but you paid $9 each for them. So like, you don't really want them to be selling together, obviously, because you'd only make like three bucks on each one. Yeah. So say someone added those three items to their bundle and like sent you the offer for the deal. You can still decline. <laughs> like, I don't think that's I mean, it's kind of yeah. awkward, but like, you still have control where you don't have to be like, well, I said I was having the sales. So I have to you know, you could wait for someone to do that same, one of those same items with something maybe you got from the bins or a personal item or something where it's like, kind of spreads out the costs a little bit more. Neither of us ran into this. But if that's something you're worried yeah. about, it's like, until someone actually buys it, like you don't, you still you're still in control. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't happened. But I'm just thinking about that. I know, especially for those bundle items too. Like I really think kind of having like a good average cost price for that and looking at it even as like the whole weekend at a whole, it's like, you're still probably making a good deal by yeah. accepting the sale. But if you are worried about it, you would always have an out there too. Yeah. And then the last one we kind of touched on already, but I think even in the episode recently where we were asked about having a sale and what our tips are, I remember being like, it's a big like deterrent for us because like, you know, I think most people I see having a sale, like they promote it on Instagram and they have a big following on Instagram and that's who's ended, who's shopping their sale. And I don't really have, you know, yeah, we both just recently started our Instagram. So it's like, we don't have like tens of thousands of people following us on there to promote the sale to. I feel like that was just like a false narrative. I was telling myself basically to avoid having a sale because it didn't make one bit of difference. The Instagram is just not make or break in who's actually shopping your sale. If you've been consistently on Poshmark for the last even few weeks, you can run a sale. Yeah. Cause you'll already have people that you've interacted with that you can let them know. And honestly, just thinking about Instagram, I'm not even sure if a lot of people that do have a big following on Instagram, like, is it people that would like shop their sale anyway? Or is it just other resellers that like- I think a lot of Yeah, like the reselling <laughs> yeah. community on Instagram is mostly just resellers following kind of each like other. Type, yeah. Yeah, I think that's like the only like I said, I, I pr- did promote my sale on Instagram. Yeah. But I honestly don't know if I made one sale from anyone coming over to Poshmark from Instagram. The only thing I did notice is I think like I have a couple people that we know in real life that recently followed mm. my Poshmark Instagram. And then I noticed them. I, I I did see like some of them popped up on Poshmark and they were like liking a few items from my closet. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like. I don't, People I you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sending the messages in the bundles and to the likers and to your past customers is like where it's at. So I guess going forward, we'll get into the goals update at the end. Taylor's sale is really successful. So I guess going forward, how do you think you'll incorporate sales frequency? Would yeah. you run the same sale again or switch it up? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like the sale, like I definitely want to incorporate sales in general, like more regularly. With sales, you want to be a little careful because it's like you don't want to have a sale like every other week or anything because then like everyone will catch on to that and not yeah. want to buy anything not at the sale price. For me, I'm thinking like I want to do a sale every three months, at least twice yeah. a year. But I could see myself doing it like every three months because just kind of thinking about like the life cycle of my closet. There's like a few factors. Number one, with, with sending messages to all the people in the bundle for a weekend sale, I was able to get back to about like the beginning of April, 
which is about like three months, I didn't go back any farther than that. So I feel like if I waited another three months, I would be able to go back, you know, go back to like, yeah. if I ran a sale in September, I could go back to like the end of June with sending messages to people. And it would be like a whole new audience of people that I would be messaging. Also, one of my May goals was keeping up <laughs> with my copy listings to make sure that all my items have been copied over and are showing up as a new listing within 60 days. And I know Maddie does the same thing in her closet too. In theory, everyone who's like, if I'm sending messages that people have liked items, everything should be fresh within like that 60 day window. So about like a three month sale period would be like the perfect time frame within that. So you're always having a new audience. You're not like yeah. promoting to the same people every time. <laughs> what about you for sales in the future? Yeah, I mean, definitely bandwagoning here. Just like works for you we're, i'm gonna do the same thing and not reinvent the wheel i mean it's um, like that's what stores do for the most part too is like yeah you know every quarter or every by like twice a year that kind of timeline totally works yeah. i think it kind of goes with the seasons too mm-hmm. and i mean i'm still i'm in day two of my sale right now so We'll just see where everything lands with your your sale but i'm i know it's already been successful in like the first day so yeah Yeah, it's been really exciting. Yeah, so I'm in the midst of my sale right now, as we said. I'm curious for yours, since it was over the span of a weekend, was there like Saturday was the day where you made most of the sales or was it kind of spread out or how did that work? It was actually like super, super even. It was almost like you could kind of calculate it out. And I'm kind of curious for future sales to see if it is similar or if it was just a coincidence. But like I said, I would send about like 200 of those bundle messages per day throughout the day. And then on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, each of those days, I made like 15 or 16 sales. On Sunday, that's the day where I I don't think I sent many new bundle messages out, but I sent those like final call for my sale messages. (laughs) And then I made 11 sales on Sunday. Overall, that's still pretty consistent of being in that yeah. 10 to 15 sales per day range. That's encouraging um, too. Like if, because the further you get into the weekend, it's like the further back these bundles are, you know what yeah. I mean? Like when you last <laughs> interacted with these people. So that is, that it's cool that maybe someone that liked something a month ago is still potential to buy something in your sale. Maybe yeah. with that item or new, new items that you've gotten since they last looked at your closet. Yeah. For me, it wasn't as much, it wasn't as much about how far away they were. Like I didn't notice almost any difference in that day to day. And I think like pretty much all the sales from that day were people I messaged that day. So I feel like it's almost more just like a ratio of like, you're sending out about 250 messages, about 15 of those people will be interested in shopping a sale was kind of just like the statistics that broke down in my case, I guess. And I think that's like my best advice for you this weekend. Cause I think reflecting on last weekend, I remember like on Thursday was the first day of the sale. I made like 15 sales that day. And I was like, so excited about that. That's like one of my best sales days ever in general. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, like I hope tomorrow. You're like, like, well, the sales over. Is the sale over? <laughs> like now I'm just going to accept like $25 offers on my three best items the rest of the weekend or what's going to happen. I don't really know. I think if you do that same, same amount of work every single day of the sale and send that many messages, just keep going back, keep finding people that are liking items on your closet to send messages to. Yeah. Cause it, they were, I was able to almost like copy and paste the whole sale again the next day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, so definitely this weekend. Don't get discouraged. Send out your messages every single day. But yeah, super exciting. I like added up. I sold like 56 items and I think I made almost $1,300 just on a sale. Wow. <laughs> so that's like crazy <laughs> to me. That's amazing. I, especially coming off, like I said, the beginning of June where like I was at $200 for the whole first week. What am I going to do? Like this is not adding up. Now I'm back on track for the month. So I'm feeling good about that. Yeah, that's awesome. I just checked my Poshmark quick and I've I started my sale last night about this time that we're recording right now. So it's been available for 24 hours and I've sold eight items so far. So that's got to be one of my best sales. Like if I was thinking of this 24 hour period as like a sales day, like that's got to be one of my best sales days too. So yeah, definitely going to keep chugging along with the sale this weekend and keep you guys updated on where I end up on my sale. But this is really exciting. I feel like it is just allowing us to ownership over our sales a little bit more where sometimes especially in the middle of the month when we are doing our goals updates and stuff like that we're kind of just like well oh it's been a slow week I don't shrug, know like not sure like I'm sharing my closet like you know you do the steps and sometimes it is just slower and you know you can't take it personally or anything but there are other avenues of like cross-listing and running a sale of things that you can try to get those numbers up sometimes you gotta hustle you know (laughs) yeah so I think it is really encouraging that I'm not surprised it worked for you just because you are sending so many of those out and you have so many items so like I'm not shocked that you were successful but I'm I'm proud that I was too I at least have been so far too even having a smaller closet and being part-time you know what I mean it can work for everyone like we were saying too, it's not just like these people that have a big following on Instagram and stuff like that. So hopefully this is encouraging you guys to maybe run a sale on your closet or try something new to increase your sales too. That kind of brings us to our last segment here, our fave segment, <laughs> our goals. goals. Update. 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 <laughs> That was like Bill Nye vibes. (laughs) It totally was. Science rules. Poshmark rules. (laughs) Wow. So cool. All right. We kind of spoiled your goals update, but how is it going this month? What's the update? Last time we talked to you, you were at about $200 and a little bit frustrated. It was like a third of the month in, $200. (laughs) (laughs) not adding up yeah so we're recording today it's the 17th so 10 days later happy to report things are back on track Um, like I said I made $1,300 just in the sale so that was that's really helping me out but also a few other things are helping me out I have made $123 on Mercari (gasps) which I previously only had two sales ever on Mercari so I have officially more than doubled my Mercari selling (laughs) I'm thinking of like a graph would just look hilarious oh it is skyrocketing and then boom (laughs) yeah it's been a few dark months but we're back Yeah, so I have $123 from Mercari. And then with my Facebook Marketplace endeavors, I've actually made three sales on there now. True. And I'm at $275 over there. So four 
June so far, I'm at $1,940 for the month, which is way better than 200 <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that is a big update. That's amazing. So yes. Such a diversity, too. Like, great work. Yes. So I'm hoping if I can keep things rolling, obviously, I'm not planning to have another sale this month, but keep Poshmark more consistent. I feel like even having the sale has helped refresh me on Poshmark and give me more momentum on Poshmark again, where I was feeling kind of down and out about it earlier this month. With us being on the 17th, that is projecting me to end at like 3,400 right now. So that would be excellent. Yay. That's awesome. My other goal is cross-listing. Yeah, I'm still working on that. <laughs> yeah. So my new I'm going to revise the goal. I'm going to continue <laughs> trying to get my whole closet cross-listed onto Mercari and Depop. And then I'm hoping to at least resolve my eBay issue by the end of this month. I'm not going to commit to having everything cross-listed over there, but I'd like to at least have some answers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> what about you? How is June going? So my goal for June is 1500 Right now, I'm at 8.33, and like Taylor said, it's the 17th today, so I think I'm pretty much on track to hit the goal. The sale is definitely helping, <laughs> and I'm only one day into the sale, so I'm hoping hoping I can get there still. I have had a couple Mercari sales as well, which is exciting. My second goal is to cross-list specifically to Mercari. And right now I have 133 listings on Mercari where I have 229 on Poshmark. So there's still about 100 items that aren't over there yet. But I think that's a little bit caveated with there's certain items that it just doesn't make sense to put on Mercari since we're doing the free shipping on everything. So like American Eagle jeggings on Poshmark, we can sell them for like $20. But if you but they're kind of heavy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, you kind of have to think of the weight too. So it's still my goal to get, I'd say, at least 75% of my closet over there, but still like being a little bit choosy on if it makes sense just because of the weight of certain items. True. I think this weekend I'm just going to focus on the sale, really try to be active on Poshmark, and then probably Monday pick it up again with the cross-listing, kind of give myself the weekend off on that. But feeling really good. I think we're both in a really good spot being over halfway through the month. Yeah, definitely feeling much better, feeling like we're on track, and we'll keep you posted where we end up. Alrighty, so that brings us to the end of our episode today. If you enjoyed listening to Sisters Who Posh, feel free to give us a review and leave us a comment on apple podcast that helps other listeners find our podcast we'd really appreciate that also if you have a question you'd like us to read on a future episode you can email us at sistersuposh at gmail.com or message us on instagram at sistersuposh yes and then we also just wanted to highlight some of our future episodes we're going to be having coming up yeah so coming up in our episode pipeline we will be discussing closet clear out 
we'll also have an episode specifically on Mercari since we are having more regular sales over there now. Kind of what's different compared to Poshmark, the weight of the items, just different things you have to think about over there. We'll also have an episode on what are our best-selling items right now. So I think the trends are always changing and along with the seasons and stuff. So we wanted to give an update on in our closets right now, what are the top items we're kind of on the hunt for and what is selling for us. And then also some of our, we think it would be a funny episode to do a pet peeves episode of what bugs us as resellers. Hopefully that'll be relatable for everyone. Just different things we've seen um, Poshmark. Yes, it's a whole culture. So with that, there's always <laughs> just the things you kind of roll your eyes at. <laughs> yes. Just going to do it in a lighthearted way, but yeah. Yes. But other than that, thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you next week. But uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye. Bye.